Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. And Daddy's Tell All. Tanner is here with me today for this episode, but he was singing to talk about dads. He was singing Frozen. Do you want to build a snowman right before I press the record button? And I tried to catch him, but he heard the beep and immediately shut up. Yeah, that's just for your ears, baby, not the public. (laughs) Oh, I was trying. It was funny, but also very like you were singing it in a very weird, creepy voice. I'm in a weird mood. What are we we talking about today? It's been a weird few days. Yeah, a weird couple days. Yesterday was weird. Can you tell my voice is still like kind of lost? Do I sound weird? You do sound a little cracked. Well, my voice is gone because I screamed louder than I've ever screamed in my whole life yesterday (laughs) and lost my voice a little bit because of it. Yeah, okay. So I blame the full moon. But anyways, we'll just jump into this story as our little intro yeah a story about crazy things with little kids even though this really shouldn't have happened in the first place but it was scary i feel like it's just so hard to, as a parent to feel like you're constantly trying to keep your kids alive you're constantly trying to make sure they're not getting right hurt it's dangerous it's so everything is dangerous with little kids they can run out in the road Ugh. they can you can lose them they can fall and hurt themselves every corner in your house is dangerous but you'd think something as simple as, you know, a shower door wouldn't be on the list of death traps, but we were wrong. So we'll start the story back at the top. We were getting ready to go to the park. Jade took Reed and Emmy and she was getting them dressed. I took Brooks, but I had to make a little pit stop. Daddy had to do his business, sit on the throne, what have you. <laughs> and so I drop you know, a few kids off at the pool. Yeah, yeah. And I like to do that in privacy. So I snuck into our guest room to, to do that. Privacy with Brooks. Yeah, Brooks came in there with me. Because <laughs> that's what—that's how parents poop. Right. <laughs> and I'm sitting there just, you know, doing my thing, playing with him on my phone, whatever. And he slides the glass shower door. This is, It's on a slider. He slides it over. All of a sudden, I hear like a, like, like a something drop from the top, like part of the mechanism fell and it hit the bottom of the shower floor. So I like kind of get alerted and look over there see what it was and then about one second later the whole shower door kind of falls out shatters everywhere i'm not sure if any of you guys saw my instagram stories but i showed it there but it is a pool of glass like literally half the tub is filled with glass half of it is out shattered on top of me and brooks mind you i'm literally mid poop as this happens and (laughs) It was the scariest thing I've ever seen. I, I kind of threw Brooks out of the room like as it was falling because I didn't want him to you know, Be get under killed. It? Yeah, yeah, step on it, stabbed. I mean, who knows? There's thousands of pieces of big, some big pieces of glass, some small pieces, but it, w- it was truly insane. There's like a piece of metal too, like a large framed piece yeah. of metal that's like I mean, three feet long that's yeah. in the tub right now. It was like a bomb went off in the bathroom. It was crazy. So I, I like... As it was happening, I kind of like leaned up off the toilet, threw him outside the door to like try to keep him safe. And then I just got drilled with all the glass. I've, as we speak right now, I've got shards of glass all in my body. On your butt. On my butt, everywhere. It's very uncomfortable. Brooke, uh, Brooke's got a couple cuts. Luckily, nothing too bad happened. But during this, I screamed. I lost my voice. I was freaking out. And that was our Sunday. Yeah, well, 
Emmy and I, Reed was sleeping. I was like, where's the third kid? Uh, Reed was sleeping. And so Emmy and I were getting dressed in my room or our room. And um, I remember just like all of a sudden I had this horrible feeling. I had this intuition something bad was going to happen to Brooks. And so I was like, oh my gosh, the gate or the stairs is open. You know, that was like my first intuition. So I ran out there just worried about for some reason that he was going to fall down the stairs and it was open. So I shut it and then I still was like feeling this feeling. So I was like, we need to go look for Tanner and Brooks. So Emmy and I went into the nursery, not into the guest room and looked for you and couldn't find you. And then as we were walking, so I was like, oh, they must be downstairs. So as we like took like two steps down the stairs, that's when I heard the noise. And then I heard you scream so loud. I mean, profa- I was just it was like profanities. It was like, you know, like, right. <laughs> so, like as it was falling on me, I thought I was going to die. I thought Brooks was going to die. I didn't know how bad it was going to be. I thought there'd be blood and cuts everywhere and there were some but luckily it it literally could have been way worse um i i luckily we weren't in the shower um i I can only imagine if let's say taking a bath was taking a bath or in the shower and this happened and you're wet and slippery and you fell and the and you could have fallen on the glass it could it could have really been bad but yeah just goes to show you nothing's ever nothing's ever easy is it Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just bizarre. I mean, that's not like a that's not like a normal thing that should happen with your glass, yeah. especially because it's everyone that was messaging me said, "Oh, well, it's tempered glass, right?" And tempered glass is supposedly not supposed to break, and if it does, it's supposed to not. It's supposed to break in pieces that aren't dangerous. Is well, that possible? Me and Brooks were both bleeding, so they were dangerous. Yeah, but it was very scary. So yesterday was just a really weird day. We felt out of it. We just felt very thankful that nothing really bad happened. And um, we're Tanner still has glass in his butt. And Brooksy doesn't... Ha- we, I'm pretty sure Brooksy doesn't have any glass. We've been watching his little cuts and nothing seems... To, we've been cleaning them and taking care of them and he seems fine. But it was just... Um, so you you have like an accident and you know like it could have been worse it's so hard as a parent to like not go to the what ifs you know and feel like upset about it yesterday I got I feel like all the emotion hit me at the end of the day after after we just had to be strong for the kids because Emmy was frightened too she's very well yeah I was loud as hell she's very well and she's very empathetic and she cares very much like she gets scared when Brooks falls down you know she's always worried about if he's hurt and so for her it was scary so trying to calm her down and explain everybody was safe and then to like calm down Brooks because he was crying and bleeding and it was just crazy. Just scary when, as a parent, when you feel like things are out of your control. When you, when you know like your number one purpose, I think as a parent is to protect your kids, right? right, right. Like my, I, I feel like that's like the hardest part is like not feeling like a failure is like, my number one thing is to protect you always. Yeah. And in those moments, you feel like, you know, just goes you, you, you discover anything, your... Anything can happen. Yeah, you discover your, your, like, humanness. Like, we ultimately cannot 100% of the time protect our children, and that's scary. But thankfully, thankfully... Yeah, I'm sure we'll look back at it and be like, okay. wow, that was crazy. Almost, We might even laugh. Because there was some funny parts. I mean... I mean, I was kind of laughing yesterday, I had, but then I everything hit me again. Mid-poop, I had to waddle out of this bathroom with glass all over me, all over the floor. I'm bleeding. 
You know, I got a poopy butt, <laughs> got glass everywhere, screaming kids, and I would have to waddle down the hallway to go finish my business and clean up my wounds in in the other bathroom. So, I mean, there there were some funny parts. Tanner's Tanner's hindsight. Tanner's waddling with dingleberries. And dingleberries and blood dripping. It was quite the <laughs> quite the scene. Oh but, gosh. But yeah, that was our Sunday and just goes to show you, never keep them safe fully. So I'm just got to be thankful. Well, we can try our best. Right. Yes, but weird things happen, and I blame the full moon. I blame whoever installed our shower door. <laughs> There's some truth to that. How did it just break? Uh, it was a bad install job. It's our guest room. It's been used like 20 times. Yeah. And the piece fell off, and I don't know. Now I'm just gonna look at shower like all we have a lot of yeah glass. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have shower phobia I'm gonna yeah. I can only take baths from now on because every time I go near a glass shower door I'm just gonna assume it's gonna shatter on me and it's gonna like trigger all those yeah. feelings yeah that's what the stairs do to me after Emmy fell down totally and yeah and I can't go in that bathroom anymore because I'm gonna assume there's little pieces of glass that don't get cleaned up properly. Ugh. There just there's little tiny shards of glass just around the rim of the toilet waiting for your butt. Yeah, sorry for whoever stays in our guest room. In the future. Well, no, we're having a professional team come in and clean um, and make sure that everything is taken care of, especially with little ones. So we just want to make sure that there's nothing left behind. So everyone will be fine. But yeah. But yeah. What else are we talking about on the podcast today? That's our crazy story. Felt like we had to talk about that. And that's our it, icebreaker. Q&A. Mommy tell all Q&A. I did ask our Instagram oh, for some questions. gracious. I can't wait. Everybody is just dying to hear from Tanner. Let me pull those up. Here's a question for Tanner. I'm just going to do some fun ones, and then we'll do serious, deep conversation questions and some parenting questions. But somebody wants to know, Tanner, what do you miss most about Kansas City? My friends and the sports teams. I thought you were going to say food. Oh, well, there, there are a couple of restaurants that I like. wish I had out here, totally, but... Um, my, my friends and then going to Chiefs and Royals games easily because like out here, A, we've been like in a pandemic and B, we've got kids everywhere. So I really can't do much. So I haven't really met too many people and I do miss like all my buddies, all my best friends, um, growing up. Plus we've gone to a couple sporting events here, but it's just hard to care when you don't care about the team as much. So I do miss like actually going to a Chiefs game where I care but yeah, friends and sports, and my favorite Chinese restaurant from Kansas, Kansas City. What do you miss? Do you miss anything? About I know I, I kind of dragged you out to Kansas City. You didn't know anyone there. Do you miss any parts of it? Or are you happy to be here? I know the weather is obviously way better, and it's you know the ocean and all that. I mean, it's really hard to say because, I mean, I'm from the Midwest. I grew up in Nebraska, so I understand, like, what the Midwest is like, and it felt very much like home to me in that aspect. But after, I mean, I moved there right before the show started airing, and then the show aired, uh, Bachelor in Paradise 2. And then after that, when we were like allowed to be like truly public, it just wasn't like a normal life. You know, everywhere we would go out, we would be recognized, and pe- you know, I just felt like I couldn't like really make genuine friendships and. It was just very like different for me. It didn't feel like, I don't know, like normal life, you know? Yeah, I get that. And so it just felt like this is weird. And then you worked so much and I didn't know anybody. And so it was just kind of like a hard, I'm nothing against, it was like nothing against Kansas City. It was just like, I just had like a weird lifestyle. 
And then I got pregnant and then I had a baby and then it was even harder to find friends because it's hard to take care of a newborn and find, find a circle. And, um, that's kind of like how my experience was there. And then we moved. So I don't, I, I think Kansas city is a great city and I wish I would have actually been, we would have, I wish we would have been able to have like maybe more of a normal experience there together as a couple, but that's my, I don't know. I don't like, I don't have any like nostalgia there except maybe like the newness of our relationship. Right. Well, I love you, Kansas City, forever and always. <laughs> oh, somebody wants to know, this is something Tanner and I have talked about before, is that I would, I would more than you would want a fourth baby, correct? Correct. But somebody just says, does Tanner know studies have shown that having three kids is actually harder than four? That makes zero sense. Those studies sound insane <laughs> to me. I would like to know whoever wrote those studies and I would like them fired because this, that can't be true. <laughs> this can't be. I think it's because of like the buddy system. Because well, if you have... Maybe when they're like older, but like a poopy one-year-old is, doesn't need a buddy. He's just going to create chaos all the time. <laughs> like, I, I guess I believe that maybe when they're, you know, when the kids are like 10, 9, 7, and 6, sure, then maybe the buddy system is a little bit more in play. But I'm I'm strictly in this baby toddler mode and I want to get out of that stage. I love my kids to death, but I am ready to not hear screaming, crying and be able to go to just in the car for any ride and yes, not have to we know. deal with craziness. We so, we've heard this. So I don't, I, I think, <laughs> I think those studies are wrong. Well, I think it's also because, um, what I've been noticing lately with Emerson is that she's a lot more, um, helpful so the other day it was me and Emmy and Reed and I had Reed in my lap. Oh, and Brooks and Brooks was crying and he needed something. And I think he needed his water bottle that he couldn't reach. And so Emerson went over and grabbed it and she gave it to him and she was being so sweet. And she was like, don't cry, Brooksy. Here's your water. And she was like, don't you want a sip? And then he took a sip and she goes, mommy, he's drinking it. He took a sip, you know, like she's very sweet. So I feel like it's because Maybe four is easier, as in the older ones start to help with the younger ones. Or maybe it's just crazier. I don't know. <laughs> we're uh, not we're not swaying you anymore really. to the other side. Not really. I, I would put the odds at ten percent that come, we have a fourth. Come to the dark side. Ten percent. Tanner, have you watched Bridgerton yet? No, I haven't, and I know we made a deal, but we don't have time to watch TV together. I feel like you go to bed at like you know noon half the days. With, oh, with please! Reed. I wish noon. Are you serious? Well, you go to bed early with Reed. I go to bed between eight and nine thirty. Last night earlier. I went to bed at nine thirty. But those our typical TV watching time. You know, Emmy's bedtime is eight, and we used to watch our shows or our movies, you know, kind of from eight to ten or whatever, and. That was our little time, and now that time is gone. Well, I also think you're making excuses because we did watch a movie that we finished in two nights, one movie in two nights. So there is time for Bridgerton, my friend, my my love. Is it even good? I mean, that's the whole point is to find out. Okay, we'll watch it. I made a deal. I'm a man of my word. Okay. <laughs> okay, so one of the other questions is, how often do you plan date nights away from your kids? Because we're... Sh- they're, we're struggling, someone's saying about their relationship. 
it is a struggle because it feels like you're with them 24 seven and it's hard because even on the times if they're sleeping or if they're doing something else, a lot of times we're just tired and don't want to do a traditional, you know, date per se. But right now in this stage of life, uh, my mom luckily lives close by and once a week she comes over and takes our two older kids over to her house for dinner and gives us a few hours um, to at least just have one, you know, Reed's still a little young to be away from Jade at any long period of time. So he, he stays with us, but it's just a nice break. And a lot of times we don't go do anything like a true date activity, but we we'll, might order in a nice meal, watch a movie, try to put Reed to bed, have yeah. some alone time, whatever I, you want to say. Yeah. I think we make it intentional that every Friday night, thankfully we have your mom. Right. That she comes over, she gets Emmy and Brooks, and it's like intentional right, time. It's right. not like we're just gonna sit on the couch on our phones. We like try to make it a make it more of like a date. Right. Even if you can't go like out to dinner or go or go do something like fun, still interact with each other, like it's a date, and yeah. put each other first. I mean, I've talked about this on Instagram. I think I've talked about it before on the podcast that a husband and wife and as parents that we've had to schedule a quote sexy time. So usually that's when the sexy time happens. Friday nights. Friday night. night. <laughs> so yeah, we get a little, we order some food, have a little sexy time, maybe watch a movie. But yeah, we, we get we, some and, snuggles in too. Like right. we try, you know, like I like more of the romantic stuff. You like more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, you have to schedule it with at this stage of life because it, it if you don't schedule it, odds are it's not going to happen because there's just too much other stuff going on. So you just yeah, once a week is what we aim for, and we're pretty good about hitting that. Yeah, I feel like the there's nothing wrong with that. You know, when I talked about it, like Us Weekly wrote an article or something, but like I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the podcast before with somebody who was on our podcast talking about how you should schedule it if that's how it's going to work for you, and there's no shame in that, and that it, even though... It, I've talked about like it might be a little awkward at first to be like, okay, well, like, honey, my alarm went off. It's five thirty. Time for sex. <laughs> right, right. You want to just go up to the room now, okay? Right. But then you then it then it just turns into what it normally is, and then you're like thankful that you actually did take the time to connect with each other in that way. Even if even if sometimes like you're like, God, I'm, I'm not in the mood right now, but like sticking to it and sticking to that commitment then like I always do feel like so much more connected to you afterwards, you know? It's like it's special to us, even if it is if it, if the only way it works right now is to schedule it. Right. Better to schedule it than than to not have this time at all. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean sadly, like admittedly, like I would probably go like I would probably I don't even know what day it is anymore. So like I could probably go weeks without being sexual. Or months and or years. <laughs> <laughs> But not even know that, oh, my God, it's been two weeks. It's been three weeks. It's been a month. You know, like my life is just like one because I'm not sleeping either. It's just one continual long day. Right. So it's nice that at least we schedule it. And then it does feel like it's kind of like our cute little date night. So like it, we it doesn't have. bother you because sometimes I feel like I'm annoying you by like, hey, honey, it's Friday night again. No, and like, I, I can tell you're tired and not in the mood. But like I do want that time still well yeah no i mean there's times like i'm saying like i'm like so t i mean i don't get any sleep right now so but I'm you're like, always happy you did it after yes or during obviously <laughs> <laughs> just after when it's done <laughs> and i'm gonna <coughs> i'm gonna cough um <laughs> no it's it's sometimes i mean it's just like 
you know, I got to try to get myself in that mind frame. And then once, once we're there, it's obviously different. It's also very insecure for me. I mean, I have insecurities about my body postpartum right now. And if everything down there is working correctly and if you don't mind what my body looks like right now and, and actually like connecting with my own sexuality and like enjoying and having, and like, you know, cause my, right now my body is just like a, it's a, it's functional for a baby. You know, I, I have a baby on me all the time and I have to- toddlers on me all the time and I'm a, I'm breastfeeding. So I'm just like a milk machine and, and you know, it's just like, it feels a lot, a lot of the time that I'm not a human, I'm not a person, I'm not a human. So then to like actually jump back into my own body and be present in that moment for my own sexuality is sometimes very hard for me too. So it's not necessarily like, it's like me trying to connect to my, that part of myself sometimes is really hard. Well, I'm just as into you today as I was day one, baby. I know. And you tell me that and I do appreciate it. And I, I know it comes from like a very truthful, genuine place. The thing when you do compliment me, sometimes it's just hard for me to like believe them because of my own insecurities. I feel that, you know? Yeah. So yeah, schedule a date night, whatever you do on your date night, you don't, you know, I'm not, we're not saying you have to have sex, but no, schedule, you time. Don't. schedule time to do something that connects you to, um, whatever it may be and stick to it. You know, don't, don't let the weeks turn into months. Um, I know life gets crazy, yeah. but you have to m- make sure you maintain that relationship. There is that saying that's like says, um, date your spouse. Yeah. And I feel like that still is very important and true. Right. The dates change, but yeah. you know, the connection doesn't have to. Yeah. Very, very well said. Okay. This one is very just random. It's has nothing to do with what we just talked about. Tanner, what is your favorite color and why? Favorite color? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know, this is a lot about, I think this blue. Sounds, I like, like, I like blue stuff. I like blue clothes. I like, I don't know. It's not like too in my face. It's like more of a subdued color. Yeah, I think it does say a lot about somebody. Is and specifically, I mean, like maybe your favorite color changes. You know. Right, and I know like you know the typical boy answer is blue, but I really do. I like blue the most. I like blue, but yeah. it's not my favorite color. What's your favorite? My favorite color is green. What is that? So what does that mean? I'm not. I'm not really. You know, people's favorite colors. Their horoscopes. I don't. I don't know how all this stuff works. What does that mean about someone? Well, the color blue is um, very calming. So let's look this up. And the color green is more like about like nature. So the color green is for friendship, progress, faith, luck, nature, aspirations, relaxation, sincerity, safety. And the color blue is tr- it, it's... As for trust, confidence, faith, contemplation, freedom, tradition. I don't know about these questions. You don't, I know, you don't like. I don't believe in any of this stuff. That sounds silly. What's your favorite color? Like, I don't think that matters. Okay, so you don't believe that colors exude an emotion or evoke an emotion? I mean, I guess the actual color can, but like during like a setting, but for it to be your favorite color, does that say anything about you truly? I don't know. So why do you like blue? Just like the way it looks. <laughs> you don't like the way it makes you feel? No, not really. I, guess, I don't know. Okay. Emmy's favorite color is pink. She, uh, yeah, she says that daily. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> Do you want to talk about something that's necessary? Not 
necessarily parenting because somebody is asking, how is the cabin going and when slash how did you decide to build it? Um, so when we've been talking about getting, you know, a second property for a while, I've always liked the idea of owning other property for income of some, you know, in some way, whether it's a long-term rental or a vacation rental and being that we, you know, live in Southern California, the weather is usually pretty nice. I wanted to have a place to be able to take my kids and make memories, you know, that was a different setting, you know, that, that they could see snow and do things that I enjoyed doing during winter. I thought that was important. So it kind of was a natural progression for us to get a vacation rental in the mountains because not only can it kind of check the box of being an investment property that, you know, something I've always wanted wanted to do for like just myself and business, you know, and for ourselves, but also, you know, to make memories with our family. So it's, it's not too far. It's a couple hours away. And, um, we've been looking kind of toying around with the idea for a year. And then suddenly one day a piece of land popped up on realtor.com and kind of fell in love with it. And we just decided, you know what, let's just take the plunge. We don't really know what we're doing. We, We've never done this before, but we're going to figure it out as we go. And I think we'll be happy with that choice. Well, we've built a house before. Right. But we've never, it, it, it's a little different in California. There's so many more permits and regulations and we've never owned an income property or a vacation rental, nothing like that. But I, I've always liked the idea of it. I think it makes good financial sense to have, you know, to invest in properties. So yeah, we just decided to jump in and we're in the process right now. We finally got some of the survey tests and soil tests and, all that stuff done. Um, we're now working with the architect to get it, you know, kind of customized to our piece of land. And then the waiting game begins with the city and that takes a few months, but it's going to take about a year total. And then we're going to be able to start a enjoying it and be renting it out. And, you know, we're going to share it all obviously on our Instagram, the, the whole process. Cause I, I think it's interesting to see how the actual financial side of it works. Plus the fun side of decorating it works. And we'll try to share all that along the way. And it'll be a fun place for us to go as well. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped for it. Yeah, I think too, um, which is how life is going, like the pandemic and yeah. and we, everything. Like We just it, needed a project. Yeah, we needed a project. Yeah. We needed something that I feel like, I mean, we have Instagram and that's where we make most of our money is like being influencers. And we do have a, like we, that does take up some of our time. It is a job, but we're both more like stay at home parents. And I feel like something that, you've come to understand is how sometimes like monotonous your days are as a stay at home parent and how you can kind of lose your identity and your other hobbies and like who you are kind of when your life gets very wrapped up in, as, as a parent and, and your kids. And so I feel like it's something that's good for us in that way that we have something that's like a little exciting. That's not our kids. I mean, our kids are, you know, we love our kids and I, I love everything new that happens with them and, and everything that's that's exciting. But something that's outside of that is 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 I think fun for us and it's something we enjoy to do together. So it's fun to do as a couple. Right. You know, it, it kind of something that Yeah, it's a bonding experience mm -hmm. for us. It yeah. Is. And we we enjoy like like most people do, watching like HGTV and watching all the home shows and, and renovations. And although we're building a house, new construction, it's still like, okay, well now we get to look at tile and lights and, and what's the deck going to look like? And it's a whole like really fun experience. I feel like it's, it brings some excitement to our lives. And fortunately we have like money that we're look, we were looking to invest in 
something. So it's kind of a fun project that we get to do in that way. Yeah, no, I think it'll be good for us as a couple to do together and yeah. it'll be good for our family to use. I, I, I just always envisioned like a place that our kids has memories at. Yeah, tradition. Yeah, because like, like growing up, like the Ozarks were a few hours away and like going to the Ozarks with our friends and our family, like some of my best memories were from those, you know, weekends down there. Did you guys have a cabin or did you always? My friends did. did um, um, we would go and rent different places with my own family. But then as I got older, we, you know, started going with friends and stayed at their cabin. And it was just a place that a lot of my, you know, best childhood memories came at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've always wanted to like have that for our kids. And, the, you know, this kind of made sense to be that place. Yeah, I, I'm excited for them to be excited about it, too. And kind of when they um, understand, you know, like every Christmas, maybe we go up there or whatever, you know, and it's something that they look forward to and have memories, too. It's also fun that because we want to involve like our followings and helping us like decide, decide certain things that go in the house or certain finishings. So it's fun to like kind of include other people and our followings in that way. And then that we get to share it with other people. So like a place that will be special to us, we also get to share with other people. I think that's really special. Yeah, it'll be a fun project. Yeah. There's only positives in my opinion. It just takes forever. Oh my gosh, everything. The permits are brutal. It's like, you think it's going to take six months. It's going to take a year. We just have to really be patient. Okay, this one is, how did you know you were ready for babies? How did I know I was ready for babies? I didn't, I don't think. I mean, is anyone ever really ready? I, you know, some, people always make the statement like, I know I'm this many years old, but I still feel like I'm 20. I mean, I still feel that way today. Um, so that, it's not like anything in me changed ahead of time before having kids. I think it's something you learn literally as you go. But you've always wanted a family. I've, I know I've always wanted a family, but to say that, I was ready one day versus another. I don't think that's the case with me. I, I think I've had to be ready as they came, and then you just adjust on the fly. I'm not sure that there is a, at least for me, I, I didn't, I, I didn't feel ready all of a sudden. I mean, do you? Can I ask you this? So, yeah. did you feel like you had like sown your wild oats? You know what I mean? Like you, you experienced a lot of life in your 20s, and that, and that you were ready to settle down. And do you think that? when you knew you were ready to settle down, did you want to have babies right away or did you want to wait? So that's the thing. I, I, I knew that I was kind of over my party wild days. I got that all in my system. So like I knew that I was ready to settle down, you know, you wanted to find somebody. Yeah. I wanted to find someone that I, you know, could look towards marriage with, um, and, and do that whole deal. But I'm not sure that I felt like 100% ready to like have kids maybe as fast as we did. Um, but I mean, we decided that we were going to try it yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. I Emmy mean, was not an accident. Right. It, w- it wasn't that I didn't want kids, but I'm not sure I was completely like, I need to try right now. I, I probably could have been fine waiting a few years, but I also knew I wanted to have a few kids yeah. and didn't want to, you know, wait too long. Cause I didn't want to. I mean, we were 30 when right. I got pregnant. It I'm was saying. the yeah. weekend of my 30th birthday. Right. So I, 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 I kind of knew we were, you know, we had that to think about as well. Like if we wanted to have three kids, you know, it takes X amount of years to have three kids. And, you know, we didn't want to find ourselves pushing 40 and still trying. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, I know it well, I mean, becomes it's harder. Ha- it's yeah. technically harder. So, so yeah, it just kind of became time, I suppose. 
but I there's nothing inside of me that was like, I'm ready to have kids. There wasn't like a feeling. It was just, Hey, I'm 30 years old now. I guess we should start trying. If I want to pop out three of these little kiddos, you know, oh, you're popping them I, out. You, you pop out. <laughs> yeah. yeah just, I mean, it was just a math problem for me. It wasn't a feeling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so we got, um, we did everything fast guys. We did so everything so fast. I mean, we met on the show, got engaged in a month, and then got married five months later? Right. Six, six months? No, seven months. Seven months later, we got married. Right? Right. Yeah. Um, because the show approached us about getting married on the show, and so we kind of were just like, all right, guess we're just... Yeah, I'm not sure I was fully ready for that either. I mean, I, all of it was on a sped up timeline. If I'm being completely honest with ourselves, yeah, I don't think we would. I probably wasn't ready to get engaged at the time, but the show kind of sped that process up. <laughs> I probably wasn't ready to get married as fast as we did, but the show sped that process up. And then all of a sudden, we were, you know, on that sped up timeline, and bang bang. Well, I think we were just taking leaps of faith, right? You know, like okay, I guess we're just jumping in both feet, and. I think had the show not approached us about getting married in January, I think we maybe would have done it like later that year. I would have said like September. Don't you think so? Potentially. Yeah. I mean, I feel, yeah, I feel like that would have been on my timeline at least because that would have given us more time of like me being in Kansas city, um, more time like post show whirlwind and just been able to like really enjoy being engaged. But then we got married in January and then we were like, okay, it was like that next December um, for my 30th birthday, we went to the Bahamas and it was like our first time trying to get pregnant with Emerson. Or a first time not, not trying. We were trying. I mean, we were? Yes. We knew my ovulation. Okay. I guess you, I didn't pay attention to all Tan that. Tanner, you, you made sure that like I did a headstand. Oh yeah, you're right. This is just forever ago. This And it's, we've just had so many children, you've probably forgot. Yeah. And we've had so many so quickly. But I mean, we were definitely trying. Explain the headstand thing. People are going to think I'm weird. You just said you made me do a headstand and then change topics. Oh my gosh. Okay, well. <laughs> People are like, is, what are you into? That's some weird stuff. Well, it is kind of. I don't know. Explain yourself. I didn't make her do the headstand for like my own weird, kinky pleasure or anything like that. I just well, it was your suggestion. Because... I didn't say let, let somewhere let online. I saw you were more likely to have a boy <laughs> if you did a headstand after, and I wanted a boy, so I, you know. Had so a yeah, Google. after we did the deed, then Tanner <laughs> made me like he like held me yeah, up on the bed about, and made me do a headstand for like something about like gravity. You know, gravity. I mean, I don't know. There may be some probably BS, validity but, to that. But it, I just want to be clear. It wasn't like for me. It wasn't. We're not talking into anything weird. No, but you were acting like we weren't trying. But you like, made okay. me do weird things. <laughs> I, I remember that now. Okay, fair enough. It must have worked because we got well, pregnant. But but it, it was, was like a the girl. first or the, second. The, the boy thing didn't work. It was in. Emmy. Yeah, but can you imagine life without? No, I'm. I love having a girl. Honestly, like if we had a fourth child, I would want a girl again. Yeah. Well, and I just, I can't imagine life without Emmy mm -hmm. and her being our first, you know, she's just the best. She's such a little ham. She is. Big personality. Yeah. She brings so much joy to our family. It just would be so sad. So think the headstand move for Emmy. Yep. Headstand baby. <laughs> Emmy headstand Tolbert. Oh my God. Don't ever tell her that.
Anyways, I guess I'll answer that question too. So I don't think I ever like, I've talked about it before. I really, there was a period in my life where I was like, I'm not ever getting married. I don't want to get married. Then you met me. Then I met Tanner. And it was just old, it was just wounds. It was like things I was going through because of my parents' divorce. And, you know, I like, I like being a woman and having like woman aspirations and my own like things. And I thought maybe like I was just didn't want to like settle down or settle for somebody. I wasn't just going to settle for anybody, I guess. And Um, then you met me. And then I met Tanner and it all changed. Uh, But I wanted to have a family with you. And I feel like that was one of the things that I knew, like why I wanted to marry you. It just, I wanted, I wanted to start a family with you. And I, and you had the same, you know, you wanted to have a family too. And I felt like you were ready to settle down. And that was like attractive to me, like that you were, going to be somebody who was committed and loyal and like there for the long haul. And Tanner's over here making this weird face at me. <laughs> I like hearing this stuff. Um, and then I think that's what made me ready for babies. But you aren't ever, like you said, I don't think you're ever fully prepared. There's no like right time. It's just, there's just a time where it happens. And I just feel like whatever timing that is for everybody is very different and personal and there's no wrong answer. All of us have very different timelines and goals and lives. If you could change one thing about me, what would it be? That's my question for you. <laughs> I mean, you know this answer probably. What? Um, your quick temper. Yeah, I do get angry about stupid stuff. And how you, I call it verbal diarrhea. It like you sometimes react without thinking and say things that maybe you shouldn't. I've got a yeah, quick fuse, but then it's over. I'm very fast. But you can't take that stuff back. That's right. Okay, here's one. How do you handle all three wanting you at the same time? I struggle with my two. Yeah, that is a struggle for us for sure because that's like a big weakness of mine because I feel like there are times where like the kids just want mommy. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I feel helpless because like it doesn't matter if Emmy's asking for something it doesn't matter if daddy can do it it's just that she wants you know mommy do it mommy only you know mommy's got the magic touch right so like if you know you're the only one that can breastfeed and then if brooks and emmy only want mommy to do something too there are times where like all the kids are needing you and like i am willing to help but i feel like i can't well, what about like quality time like i think it's asking too like what do you do like how do you show like each kid quality time oh like how do you i mean that's a better question for you than me though because why because i i feel like they need you different you know more than they need me no no i think each individual relationship like dad relationships are important too it's like mom mother relationships yeah and that's something i'm learning too because i like i think i've said that before on this podcast that i tend to flock towards emmy because she's the easiest, you know, and I, she's older and it's easier to do things with her and it's more fun to do things with her truth be told. So like when it comes time to like, okay, I'm going to take Emmy to, you know, the beach today, or I'm going to take Emmy on a walk today or take Emmy and go play with her today. I, I tend to just go that route, but I'm, I'm learning. I need to like actually carve out time yeah, I mean, you took Brooks to the beach by yourself. Just right. you and Brooksy had a date. And I, I enjoyed that, and I think he did mm-hmm. too. And it, I, I just have to set aside those times. I have to not just take the easy route and 
actually carve out one-on-one time because it, it is different it, when they're all the kids are together you know one might get overshadowed or you end up doing things one wants to do and it's not it's not the same or so. like all three of them feel like they're not getting right. the you know quality attention because we're trying to like we don't trying to split our attention to all three at once right i did read somewhere i follow follow a bunch of like parenting accounts on instagram and one of them was saying that um, it's better to have a small amount of quality, undivided attention to your child than to have lots of time where it's undivided attention. Yeah. And it only actually takes, studies have said it only actually takes 15 minutes a day of undivided time with one child to make them feel important and like their feelings mm. matter, yeah. you know, that they're validated and heard and loved and safe. I believe that. And that's what I bet you. A lot of people feel that could be true, especially during this pandemic, because people have been home so much that they feel like, well, I'm home with my kids all day, but are you really? You know, I find myself guilty of that. That like on I'm, your I'm, phone I'm or... around my kids all day, but I might be on my phone looking at this or jump on the computer and do that or watch TV and do this and like kind of interacting with them throughout it all, but it's not good interaction or not, not as good interaction as it could be. Well, it's not undivided. Right. So I, I firmly believe that's true because yeah and, and 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 I feel like that's almost like a relief as a parent is you know because we get guilty that oh my gosh like I didn't spend enough did they feel love today at the end of the day did they feel like you know we spent quality time with them and it only takes 15 minutes to make a child feel safe and loved if you give them 15 minutes of eye contact body body contact yeah. play you know undivided attention um, so it's really not that much. We just, and I feel like we have been getting better at trying to do that. But I, I could get better at that, especially with like Brooks. You know, I, I feel like I do a good job of that with Emmy, like before bedtime, yeah, you know, because yeah. the other kids are asleep, you know, you're kind of done doing whatever you're going to do for the day and you can have that true undivided attention. So I feel like I do an okay job with her, but I, I have to set aside that time for the other kids. Because it is hard. It's hard throughout the day when you got three or multiple kids and, you know, a Pan- job or pandemic. this or whatever, whatever other responsibilities <laughs> you might have. But, yeah, I have to remember that just because you're around your kids doesn't mean you're spending good time with your kids. Well, and I think that's what's hard about, honestly, um, the pandemic is a lot of us are just feeling so burnt out. Mm-hmm. And so and we are constantly around our kids. And so it's hard to maybe feel like you said, I've been around them all day. So you feel like maybe you've been spending quality time, but they really have, you've been spending that one-on-one time. And you're better off. It's better for you to go take an hour for yourself. If that's what you need to recharge Mm -hmm. to then spend that good time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's almost better to like have an hour to only yourself than it is to spend. I know the balance is so hard, isn't it? Yeah, It's so hard. There's just like, we're all just doing our best. I do though. I do really try to like, I, I like at, one of my goals as a mom is to always make sure that I'm making sure every child is feeling loved and special and that, you know, they have my full attention and, and that's something that like I go to bed and I think about at night, you know? Yeah. That's why you're a good mom. Yeah. Well, they deserve it. They really do. They deserve, they just, des- everybody deserves right. that. I try to think about it like, I sometimes I look at them and remember like, Hey, they're only going to be this small for this long. And there's going to be a time in my life where I would give everything in my life to go back to these days. 
and have 15 minutes. So like, I, tr- I try to think that logic through because that kind of hits home for me um, to not take it for granted, even though it's hard. Okay, here's one. It says, how do you feel most supported by your spouse and vice versa? Most supported? Do I make you feel supported? I mean, I, f- I, th- I don't think I have any support issues. I... <laughs> I do I, I like encourage? Do you feel like I'm encouraging sometimes? It helps me just to feel love from you. I'm not sure supported by you. You're such a guy. This is definitely a girl question. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I don't feel the need to feel technical support from you. I, I just want to feel loved from you. You know, so I just the little well, any that, little that, thing. I mean, that is an answer. How do you mo- feel most supported by me? Is when I like. Go out of my way to show that I love you. Yeah, that's all I need, really. I I don't feel like I need other types of support, at least as much. I, I feel like it really comes down to just feeling like, hey, my wife loves me. Like she showed this little bit of extra energy, even though she's been swamped all day with the kids. She took a moment to. I mean, we just talked about how 15 minutes with a kid means the world to them. I mean, applies to adults too. I, I truly think that. Like, if you spent a few minutes just like truly showing me attention yeah, you're probably like, right that's all the support i need so i guess i'm no different than the toddler um in a lot of ways i mean it just shows like how we're wired as humans for connection yeah so i, I think the same applies I, I truly do i think that's really the only thing i really need um and your love we, we've talked about love languages on here before but your love language is physical touch and quality time right. so that makes total sense yeah that's all i need yeah <laughs> That, Even though if quality time is just 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm fine. with. If you give me 15 minutes of quality time and touch a day, I'm good. I'm golden, baby. <laughs> and I do find, even though I don't know if it should be this way, but I guess it should be this way, is that when I do give you that quality mm-hmm. time, that like it reaps benefits for me too, because then honestly, like you're more giving too. You know, it kind of yeah, like, I mean, I, I truly, it kind of like circles in, what is it when you, what you give back comes, what you give comes back tenfold, yeah. you know, it was kind of real because when I do like connect with you in that way and show you that I appreciate you, I feel like you are maybe not even self, maybe not consciously, but like subconsciously you, you give back to me in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm probably a nicer person after that because I'm truly happy and it just makes me more chipper feel loved yeah so that's all that's all i really need is in the form of support i feel like i feel like the way i feel the most supported by you is when you believe in like all my crazy ideas you have a lot of them but i i do so when i bring up something to you and you actually like help me with it i like i like teamwork and i like to feel like you believe in my dreams uh, and I do, yeah. So, like, recently, I've been coming up with, like, a crazy idea, and you kind of took initiative. Jade, so, Jade has thought of, like, a zillion different little businesses over our I lives. I do. I yeah, ha- I, I, I'm not saying it in a negative way. It's, like, way. one of my favorite things about myself yeah, is Jade, how my brain works. I'm not saying it negatively <laughs> at all, honey. Don't, 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 be, don't be sad. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just speaking that Jade has come up with a zillion different possible little business ideas. And I think it's awesome. And I, sometimes I think it's cute. Sometimes I think she's being funny. But sometimes I think it's genuinely awesome and I think it's a good idea. Um, and so I try to help because I know I bring certain things to the table that maybe you're not as good at. And you obviously have things that you're good at that I'm not at. So I feel like we 
help each other in that way. Um, yeah, but, and that's let me what, ask you this though. Do that's when I feel the most supported though is when you are like, oh, well, send me this and I'll email that. You know, like when you start to like um, help me make those dreams more of a reality, then it's like super makes me feel very loved and that you respect me and that you believe in me. And I feel like that's like. And I do believe in you. Really? Yeah. Sexy too. I'll have to remember that. Let me ask you this though. <laughs> so you've come up with lots of little ideas mm-hmm. and sometimes I do help because I think it's a good idea and like give you honest feedback. But there are also times where I feel like, eh, baby, maybe that one's not it. And I kind of say, I don't think, I don't like that idea. Does that bother you? Does that, would you rather have my true honest opinion or would you want blind support no matter what? You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, because sometimes I feel like you're wrong when you're like, oh, right, that's not going to work. I'm like, that would 100% work. Like sometimes I feel like you're wrong. So and I, and I could be. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying, do, do you want my honest opinion about every idea or do you want 100% support on every idea? What is more like what's better to, to you? What would you rather me do? Um, so let's say you come up with two ideas, right? One, I think it's a really great idea and I get it and I think it's smart. And so I help out on that one. Or then there's another idea where I'm like, that ain't it, honey. Sorry. Like, I just don't see that one working. And I kind of like just tell you that in my honest feedback. Do you want honest feedback or do you want unbridled support? I kind of want unbridled support because honestly, when something fails, it's a lesson learned anyways. And it's not something to be ashamed of. And it's something that you shouldn't like feel bad about. It's just something that you tried and it didn't work and you learned a lesson and you can bring it to the table the next time. So it's like, even if you think it's dumb and if I like want to bring it to fruition, I think you should just like blindly like be like my champion because then if it does fail, then I just have learned a lesson and and I only will grow from it. You know, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like that's something that's important to me is to feel like you believe in me, even if you think it's totally crazy. I get that, but don't you think if I just completely said, yes, honey, that's a great idea to everything you ever said, don't you think you, that would lose its meaning? I don't think you should say, like, I don't think you could be like, yes, I think it's a great idea. Does You could just be like, yes, I believe in you, and I believe you can, whatever you make this into, because it's you, it's going to work. Okay, noted. <laughs> noted. <laughs> like, I need that, because I, I, like, to me, that, like, just means the world, and, and it, I don't know, that's just something that's important to me. I feel yeah. I'll, I'll take that into account moving forward. I hear Reed crying. I, that's so. a great idea, honey. I totally believe in you. Yes. Okay. I think we're gonna wrap it up real quick after I hear a baby. Uh oh. Okay. So before we wrap up, I wanted to go back to that question. Reed just came in the room and he's all sad. So we're gonna try to make this fast. <laughs> but <laughs> I was I was just gonna say that. I think I like also because if you were like me and you were the one with all the crazy ideas, I would blindly support you in like your dreams and like trying to accomplish them. But I do think this, that I now that I put myself in your shoes is like when it comes to like finances and things like that, like if it just didn't seem like it was going to work out in that kind of aspect, then obviously like we need to think about like the best for our family and that's maybe like where you would need to kind of like reality check me so i will add that okay so yeah i'm the opposite i would rather you be completely honest brutally honest even if it hurt my feelings because i would want honest feedback you wouldn't want like me to always be like your your number one fan 
I mean, you can be my fan and still tell me that idea is but that's just my worse opi- in your opinion than the other. But opinion. that's just your opinion. So well, what if it, like, not, what if I'm I was not, wrong and I held you back from something that really could have totally. been? And that's why I'm not saying you need to listen to my feedback. If you have conviction, go for it. I don't. I I never want to hold you back. I just am giving you. But then I feel feedback. like. But then I feel. If you, if you get, come at me with two ideas, and but then I, I feel like you think it's dumb, and I feel like I don't have your support, and then I and and then I feel. Like, I don't know, then I feel like the idea is kind of ruined. <laughs> then you then you put way too much weight in my words. I at do. All you're my you're my husband. But it, it, all I'm saying is if you come at me with idea A and idea B and I'm like, idea idea A is really good, but B, I don't know. I don't know, because I feel like well if my You just want me to be like A my, and B are both great, honey, I love you. Do both. Not, do whatever well, you no, want. I want it to come from a genuine place. Well, I, for it to be genuine, I've got to be honest. <laughs> And that's the debacle. Um, no, I mean, I, lo- I do love like that you're a very honest person and that you're direct. My sensitivity sometimes has a hard with that, time with that. But, um, okay, I want to ask you one more question okay. before we end this podcast. And that is, I had somebody asking, what would be your number one advice for new parents out there? Especially during this time. Yeah, I mean, honestly... Put your mask on before you assist others. I've kind of had to learn that because like sometimes I, f- I wake up in the morning and I feel like I just need to do this for the kids and do this for you and do this for the house and get this responsibility done. But I've, I've learned, especially this year, since it's been so Put crazy. Put your oxygen mask on. To, I, you need to make sure you're right first because you're going to be better at all those things I just listed if you make yourself right. So you're going to be a better husband or wife or partner if... You're in a good headspace. You're gonna be a better, you know, mom or dad if you're in a good headspace. You're gonna be better, you know, fi- you know, at your job or whatever you're doing. Um, your responsibility list. You're gonna do better at that if you're in a good headspace. So you literally have to t- take care of yourself first, so you can do all the rest. If you if you n- neglect yourself, the rest is gonna suffer. Maybe it's just that 15 minutes a day for yourself too. T- totally quality time with yourself yeah um another like analogy which i think really um works in like the parenting world too is you can't give from an empty cup you know you have to fill your cup and that's very it's very hard especially as moms and maybe dads feel this way too but um we feel guilty we feel guilty for giving to ourselves right yeah i don't and because like if i felt like i wanted to go take a shower or a bath or go on a hike for my own mental health, you know, I felt like, oh man, Jade's gonna be mad at me because I left her with the kids or I should be playing with the kids. They're at home right now. But you have to you have to nourish yourself before you can nourish others. You know I what like, I mean? Ooh, nourish. Nourish. I like, I like that. No, I like that a lot. But yeah. It's very descriptive. And I think you have to think of that for your spouse as well, because sometimes I find like, you know, it's a competition like, oh, like I'm doing this with the kids and they're off doing something for themselves. Like you, it, it, it can be natural for you to feel some some type of way about that. But like you need to realize that both of you need to take care of you know themselves, especially with the um with your first when everything's new, right? And you're just like both of you are on this huge learning curve, right? Right. You both are just going through it, never have been through it before. Right. So yeah, take take the time to make sure you're right and then but also be gracious and understand that 
your spouse or your partner needs to take that time too. And you can't re can't resent them for making sure they're in a good spot. I like that. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap up mommy's tell all with daddy Tanner. Zaddy. Zaddy. <laughs> Zaddy Tanner. So, um, thank you for joining me as always, Tanner. It's fun. I like doing these with you and thank you everybody out there listening and supporting mommies tell all. If you guys have time, please leave us a review and rate us five stars. Reed is crying for you to do that. So (laughs) thank you everybody for listening and we will see you next week. Bye.